Welcome to Mazum Gumzo, African Scholarly Conversations, a podcast that highlights the perspectives of various stakeholders in academia and research fields across Africa through open dialogue on Mazum Gumzo on scholarly communication in Africa. Today's episode features an engaging session on the topic Regional Open Science Dialogue in Southern Africa by Joy Owango, the Executive Director of TCC Africa, Professor Olushala Bandele Oyewole, Secretary General, Association of African Universities, Professor Tawana Kupe, Vice Chancellor of University of Pretoria, Dr. Nokutula Nchunu, Deputy Director, African Open Science Platform, AOSP, Professor Roda Wanyenze, Executive Board Member, Declaration on Research Assessment, DORA, Mrs. Susan Velsman, Director, Scholarly Publishing, Academy of Science of South Africa, Mrs. Mweneni Shahungu, National Open Science Policy, National Commission on Research, Science and Technology, Namibia, Ms. Ruhina Anand, Executive Director, Global Publishing Development, as Plus, Dr. Rakeshni Ramota Preschool, Acting Deputy Director General, Technology Innovation, Department of Science and Technology at the University of Pretoria. Dr. Peggy Boateng, Executive Secretary, African Academy of Sciences. Professor Rafos Ismail, Senior Researcher, Center for Science and Technology Studies, University of Leiden, and Associate Fellow, University of Sussex. Professor Madara Ogot, Chief Executive Officer, Ubuntu Alliance. Dr. Lucien Abrahams, Director, Link Center, University of the Witwatersrand. Ms. Ellen Tise, Chairperson of the Board, South African National Library and Information Consortium, Sandlink. Dr. Clifford Nzumani, Deputy CEO, National Research Foundation, South Africa. Welcome everybody to today's session. My name is Joy Owango and I'm the Executive Director of the Training Center in Communication. This is a research capacity trust whose objective is to support researchers, institutes, and governments in Africa on how they can improve their research output and increase their visibility through scholarly and science communication. On the heels of scholarly communication is uh, open science policy dialogue, which we've been working with various stakeholders in the continent in creating awareness on open science, working with policy actors to get the correct messaging so that they can include policy uh, open science within their policies. And uh, because of that, it has led to quite a number of uh, higher education stakeholder engagement. And this is one of those engagements. Uh, make uh, This is one of those engagements with the first ones having started uh, early last year in Eastern Africa, in Tanzania, hosted by the University of Dar es Salaam. Then we had a second one hosted at the British University in Egypt, in Cairo, where, and now this is the third one, which is now co-hosted by University of Cape Town and also University of Pretoria, who is now where we are physically located uh, today. So why are we having these conversations? We've noted that there's been a bit of um, a mismatch in communication in the first place, but also um, lack of cohesive communication amongst the stakeholders. So we felt 
as as uh, as a capacity as a trust that we needed to bring in all these high education stakeholders at a go to have one voice one cohesive conversation in regards to open science in this case we are looking at uh, policy actors so whether it is government institutions uh, when you, whether it is uh, library consortia uh, whether it is uh, ranking institutions and also ministries uh, of higher education so that they can have one voice when it comes to the conversation on open science. And then at the end of the day, this is going to be related to vice chancellors. And it is going to be related to vice chancellors who in turn will have this open science mandate within their institute. It's also important to invite them and their leadership in these conversations. And that is why in this particular meeting, we have the representation from the Association of African Universities, our co-partners. Uh, we have the African Open Science Platform. We also have representation from uh, the Declaration on Research Assessment, because one of the biggest issues that have arisen when it comes to open science dialogue is research assessment and how that can be incentivized, which will be, incentivization will be really pretty much the first aspect of today's uh, workshop. Then we have a representative from the government of Namibia, that is uh, Mrs. Moneni Shahungu. She is, uh, work, she works with the National Open Science. She's working on the National Open Science Policy and she's from the National Commission on Research Science and Technology. And we have our partners, uh, uh, PLOS, so represented by Ms. Rohina Anand. And at the same time, we also have a representation from the Africa Academy of Sciences. As I said, it is important to have all these stakeholders speaking one voice. And this will be represented by Dr. Peggy Botang, the executive director. And we have Professor Rofols Ismail, and he's a senior researcher at CWTS at the University of Leiden. It, it should be noted that the University of Leiden is one of the ranking institutions, but what makes them very unique is that they are also critiques of the various rankings of university ranking uh, classifications. And they are one of the earliest adopters of open science and open access within their, within their systems for ranking universities. And we also have still having this conversation on open science. As I said, we really need to have all the stakeholders in one place. We have Professor Madara Ogot, and they will be coming in tomorrow. And he's the chief executive officer of the Ubuntu, uh, Ubuntu Net Alliance uh, of Research and Education Net Networks, which is a representation of national research education networks in Eastern, Central, and Southern Africa. Now, the beauty about this, when you're having this conversation on open science, we really need to have the, the aspect of uh, open data and open infrastructure. And he will be talking heavily about that and how it's supporting the higher education sector. And we also have a represent, a represented, two representatives from the South African government. That is Dr. Rakshni, uh, Rakshni uh, Ram, Ramuta, and she is the acting director general at the for the technology innovation department at the DSI. And we have Dr. Uh, Clifford Kromani, who is the deputy CEO of the National Research Foundation. And then on top of that, we have the representation from the library. So we have the chairman of the board, of the of Sunlink, that is the South African National Library and Information Consortia, and finally we have the representation from uh, the South Academy of Sciences of South Africa, and that is going to and the speaker will be Dr. Susan Veltman. As I said, it is important to have all these stakeholders together when you're having this conversation. 
by the time we are having by the time we are winding up this dialogue we as i said we will be we will have an interactive session whereby we can interact not only with these speakers but also share your views because today this today being part one of the session we'll be focusing on incentivization and what how do we define incentivization and how are researchers who adopt open science how will they be incentivized is is open is open science considered as a criteria when it comes to incentivization so it is for you to define it and also when you're putting this in the in the in the google doc it's for you to define it and also share with us what your views are and what the government should do and also what the institute should do remember it's still everything is still at an early stage because um out of the 2500 universities according to university rank based in africa only about 60 have open access policies and we're talking about open access policies not open science policies so most of the universities are going back to the books to improve the existing open access policies make them open science policies those that have not started are creating open science policies um, in south africa their open science policy has reached stage two. In Namibia, they are just beginning. And this has been a Southern African region. We are at a good space to have this stakeholder engagement to share information which can be used to add within the open science policy or the existing draft policies or what is being worked on. So without further ado, we are going to start with a recording from our host that is our host, who is uh, Professor Kupe, the Vice Chancellor of the of University of Pretoria. So bear with me a minute as I prepare, as I load up the video. Good day and a warm welcome to you all. One of the Investor of Pretoria's strategic goals is to improve visibility and impact of our research through promoting open science practice among our staff and students. In 2022, the Investor of Pretoria's Faculty of Health Sciences and Library Services hosted the first inter-institutional open science workshop in collaboration with the Training Center in Communications, TCC. Africa and Public Library of Science Plus. The 2022 workshop enabled a structured and impactful engagement of open science key stakeholders, open science leaders, and key players within higher education institutions in South Africa. A crucial step towards ensuring successful implementation of the South African open science policy while leaving no one behind. We are now expanding this engagement regionally to Southern African higher education institutions and their stakeholders. This is part of an ongoing series of high-level open science dialogue discussions whose outcome is to promote effective adoption of open science and open access principles and practice among members of the Association of African Universities, respective and respective governments and an increased education and awareness on open science and open access in the Association of African Universities, AAU member, academic community and respective governments. The objective of the open science dialogue is to create and embrace an open science and open access 
in the respective member academic communities and respective governments to understand the current developments on open science, challenges faced in their respective academic communities, and opportunities on open science and open access to reduce the pushback on the adoption of open science and open access, to identify innovative incentivization schemes to support open science. A warm welcome to the first regional engagement on open science dialogue for Southern Africa's open science leaders and key players. It gives us great pleasure to be hosting this important engagement alongside our partner institutions, TCC, PLOS, Association of African Universities, AAU, University of Cape Town, and the African Open Science Platform. We value the partnership, collaborative and inclusive approach to advancing the open science agenda in our region. As one of the leading research intensive universities in Africa, the University of Pretoria values the significant role played by open science in accelerating scientific breakthroughs and acts as a catalyst for the research and innovation enterprise. The COVID-19 pandemic also changed the role of open science in the health evidence ecosystem. Our health researchers worked tirelessly to ensure that their new knowledge on SARS-CoV-2 is disseminated to the science community via open science journals and to the general public via media platforms. The published knowledge informs our response to current and future pandemics in our region and beyond. Clearly, the societal benefits of open science are marked depending on the scope and breadth of data availability. This can extend from research and innovation to drivers of socioeconomic development, social welfare, and public perception of transparency. Open science is a significant role to play in countering the emergence of popular pseudoscientific agenda. It is viewed as a critical mode of reach in the 21st century and is driven by the following three key interrelated drivers. Broadening of the benefits of science, both to research and to society at large, recognition that reproducibility and validation of scientific results are required for science to remain credible. And technology changes that both enable and require new mechanisms for scientific endeavor. Inclusive growth and sustainable development are central to Africa Union's Agenda 2063, the Africa we want. The role of open collaborative science, technology and innovation central to open science policy is critical from disaster preparedness and prevention to biodiversity, conservation management, and climate resilience. The growing global adoption of open science as a systemic approach toward the democratization of knowledge is establishing a global common for science and innovation. Not only does this enable active participation by South Africa within a global knowledge enterprise and knowledge economy, but it is critical in addressing global challenges that face humanity today. The conference will be followed by a series of international conferences that will be hosting and co-hosting this year. I declare this conference officially open. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Professor Pupe, for opening the, the session. And we are now getting into the workshop proper and we already have our speakers lined up. Our next speaker is Ms. Nodumod Lamini. She'll be representing the 
Executive uh, Secretary from the Association of African Universities. I hope you're ready to make your presentation. Yes, thank you very much. I, I hope I'm audible, please confirm. Yes, you are very audible. Please continue. Yes, yes I'm making this speech in a place of Professor Olushola Oyeole, the Secretary General for the Association of African Universities. Vice Chancellors, Rectors, Deputy Vice Chancellors and other institutional heads gathered here colleagues from various African higher education institutions, our distinguished speakers for today's session, representatives from development partner organizations, private sector representatives, international higher education experts and consultants, invited guests, friends of the media, ladies and gentlemen, all protocols observed. I warmly welcome you to the third in the series of our Open Science Dialogues. The theme for this meeting is actionable next steps on implementation for higher education institutions and stakeholders. This theme was carefully chosen to highlight to us what we need to do to make our research processes as higher education institutions more transparent and efficient for the benefit of the academic community and more widely the entire continent. In the new normal of post-COVID-19, the world has become digitally dependent. Indeed, not everything about COVID-19 has been negative. To the world of academia and research, especially for those in the South, we have benefited from unprecedented collaboration and sharing of findings, largely through the adoption of open science methodologies in the research processes, moving, closer, moving us closer towards overcoming an access hurdle that has beset African researchers for many years. Throughout these regional dialogues, We've had the opportunity to feature valuable insights, key issues, and the various information that we need to understand what open science entails, as well as the benefits we can accrue by adopting open science practices. Through the guidance of our experts who led the discussions and some participants who submitted their contributions during the sessions, we have scrutinized the adoption of open, of open science and its practices as they exist around the globe. We've realized that in Africa, for example, the process being adopted by South Africa at the national level to have a policy for the higher education and research institutions was emphasized. We also discussed viable alternatives, existing platforms, infrastructure funding and networks that support open science for the benefit of universities and researchers who wish to adopt open science. Contrary to the fear and apprehension some of us had at the beginning towards open science, I'm confident everyone here who joined us throughout these dialogues has become convinced 
that open science is the way to conduct research. Indeed, we all had firsthand experience about the benefits of open science when at the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic, both researchers and publishers in the scholarly sector made efforts to freely make available and in real time their COVID-related research. This was in a bid to help stem the rising tide of infections. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, that was a taste of what can be achieved when open science tenets are embraced within our institutions. As we embark on this regional meeting today, our focus should be on looking ahead and planning what can be done. I will therefore take this opportunity to start the conversation by turning attention to a few areas and initiatives that the Association of African Universities, in short AAU, will be focusing on in ensuring that open science brings benefits to the higher education institutions and research centers in Africa. Firstly, as the AAU, we have established the, the AFRIT network. AFRIT is the Africa Research Innovation and Development Network, which has been created to bring together African institutions and researchers that are willing to work together towards generating a critical mass of both expertise and knowledge to effectively support developmental initiatives on the continent. To be able to work together, researchers must be willing to share data, methodologies, and findings, as well as involve others in their research processes, making sure the entire enterprise is very transparent. This, in the simplest expression, will be embracing the tenets of open science. AAU through the Africa AFRIT network will vigorously promote open science and generate network-wide policies that support open science in order to create critical knowledge bases along with expertise to support the continental development initiative. I therefore urge all here to identify their research niches and join your colleagues in the respective AFRIT groupings. Secondly, is the Africa Continental Publishing Platform. One of the pillars of open science is open access. The AAU in collaboration with UbuntuNet Alliance, a regional research and education network, is providing a cloud-based platform to host institutional uh, journals. This also involves the University of Cape Town. This will support all higher education institutions and research centers that do not have the capacity to host their journals and those that currently only operate hard copy forms of journals to access a more convenient and effective alternative. The platform will provide a one-stop shop of research from Africa and about Africa. I recommend that all institutional managers here present carefully consider the numerous benefits this platform offers 
key among them being the extra visibility to their scholarly output in addition to supporting the open science tenets that we are promoting here. Thirdly, the database of African theses and dissertations, including research, we call it the Data Arab Platform. It was set up to harvest postgraduate level theses and dissertations from African higher education institutions. This platform provides an excellent opportunity for us to showcase credible and indigenous research that is normally left hidden on our library shelves and lockers. Even though most of these are created digitally initially, they end up in hard copy forms and are eventually lost due to their physical locations. I therefore urge institutions to take advantage of our data at our program to set up their institutional repositories so they can share these theses and dissertations via the data at our digital window. Aside these three that have presented as simple initiatives by the AAU to support aspects of the open science adaptation processes and help fast track uptake of the noble recommendations from UNESCO, there is more that still needs to be done by all of us at institutional and individual levels. For instance, the adoption of institutional policies and the culture of open science practices. We've realized that there's a general lack of awareness of the benefits and importance of opening our research processes. This leads to reluctance to accept the change in the research workflows. There are perceptions that adoption will be time consuming and an added responsibility with no remuneration. Finally, there are no clear policies defining reward systems for those who promote and embrace open science. We are therefore calling on institutional leaders to take the bull by the horns and initiate policies to address these fears and challenges and create enabling environments that will support open science implementation in their communities. There are also changes required to be made on the part of the research funders, government bodies and other partners for open science to thrive. There's a need for political commitment to promote open science, provision of necessary resources to be allocated for policy implementation to succeed, management commitment for policy development and strategic planning is necessary at institutional and country levels. Furthermore, the lack of appropriate skills to support open science within higher education institutions will need to be addressed for effective open science adoption. I urge leaders present here to consider changing their organizational environments to align or support open science. Ladies and gentlemen, adopting open access means someone must pay for the cost of reviewing and publishing. The AAU is very much aware of the implications of author publishing costs 
on publishing to open access platforms. Indeed, we are also in partnership with other stakeholders to find ways of lessening the APC burden on the African researcher, especially those in the early career research group, to empower them to find a solid footing through open science. Ladies and gentlemen, these are some initial thoughts that I have concerning critical steps that we should be considering for moving forward with all that we have had from the previous uh, meetings. I know more discussion points and pragmatic suggestions will be elicited and elaborated on during the presentations that will follow today. As the AAU, we look forward to seeing great results and progress in a few months from now, including evidence of institutions doing increased advocacy among their communities to adopt open science practices, the drafting and adoption of policies in support of open science implementation by higher education institutions, the setting up of reward systems for early adopters and provision of resources and enabling environments within African higher education institutions. As I conclude, I encourage all stakeholders gathered here to actively participate in today's discussions. Let us leave this meeting both as advocates and embracers of open science. Let us use the vehicle that open science provides to strengthen our research and knowledge publishing. I also propose that we form working groups at the regional levels who will be champions of open science to lead the crusade for adoption and implementation in the five regions of Africa. From the AFRID network, I hope to see champions emerge from the thematic areas who will lead their colleagues to embed open science processes in the group collaborative research networks. Let us bring equity to how we publish our knowledge through open science. Thank you for your attention, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nodumo. And she was giving her talk all the way from Ghana, where um, the Association of African Universities is hosted. Thanks for the insightful um, opening remarks as we get into the session today. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Mazum Gumzo Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all our channels for more updates and for candid stories by researchers, policymakers, higher education leaders, and innovators on their journeys. See you in our next episode.